0: who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness along their individual journeys. Our hope is to inspire you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. I cannot tell a lie. Today's guest really intimidated me at first. Thing is, having been a subpar student in a past life, I often find myself dealing with a bit of insecurity when I realize the level of accomplishment, both academic as well as professional, that many of my guests have under their belts. Call me foolish, but it's still something I find myself struggling with at times. I've done a reasonably good job of keeping this subtle imposter syndrome at bay. But sometimes you get to exchange with someone who is so accomplished and a literal force to be reckoned with, you have an urge to sit up straight because you know there's going to be some serious knowledge coming your way. In that regard, I can tell you that Eloise Gagnon did not disappoint. An entrepreneur for over 20 years and an international corporate lawyer for more than 15, Eloise has worked alongside business leaders from around the world, leading her own seven- and eight-figure businesses along the way. Eloise's ownership approach to leadership and culture is responsible for countless clients redefining what's possible and shattering glass ceilings. She's been featured in some of the world's leading publications, including Authority Magazine and Thrive Global. This conversation both moved and impacted me in so many ways, from Eloise's incredibly warm and vulnerable sense of truth to her resonating message of courage and ownership. This was a reminder of why we aim to bring these incredible individuals and their stories to you. On this episode we discuss the importance of recognizing your incredible potential, defining your purpose, because believe me, we all have one, learning to get comfortable with our discomfort, and so many life-altering truths. This is one to take notes, guys. Trust me. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 159 with Eloise Gagnon. Here we go. Uh, I've been, you know, binging on previous interviews for a long time. Uh, in prep for this interview, I don't do that often, but when someone resonates with you so much, because I love your energy, Eloise, thank, thank you. you so much for being here. But you know, I really have to tell you right off the bat, for someone where it's such an illustrious career. Uh, such a power player, such as you are, you know, like, you know, just not just the previous corporate lawyer, and now the executive coach and, you know, having traveled and, and like, you know, broker, like, you are a superstar. And I want to celebrate that. But what I want to thank you for is for all the good uh, that you're doing in the world, not just for yourself, but also the fact of the message that you keep pushing forward is that our purpose is inside of all of us. It's something that you know, you have said often, and you keep championing is the mm-hmm. fact that we're not just supposed to, you know, just highlight the works of the Gary V's of the world, the branches of the world, but we have to look inward and understand that, you know what, the greatness that we seek, maybe if we're not looking too far, if we take two seconds to peel the layers and believe that it's within us, you know, we might be surprised at the greatness that we can actually just exude into the world. So I want to thank you for that. And of course, send you a heartfelt welcome to the Awaken the Awesome Podcast, Eloise. Thank you so much for being here. It's an honor.
1: Thank you so much. That's such a warm and heartfelt and beautiful introduction. And yes, I, I push that, that we all have a purpose inside of us because I believe that God did not put any extra human beings on earth. Nobody is extra. There's nobody that's just there because God was like, oh, I'll put an extra human being there. No, every one of us, on earth, has a reason to be here. There's a purpose for us to be here. And I believe that everyone's purpose in a way, shape or another is to serve others. So there's something inside of you that somebody else needs to hear from you. There's something so magnetic, so powerful, so impactful inside of you that somebody else needs to thrive. And I think that for a lot of people, that's a bit intimidating to realize. It's a bit intimidating to see like, am I really that impactful of a person? Can I really have that much of a positive influence on somebody else? And my answer is always yes, because you are an amazing human being to begin with without having to do anything else. You're amazing as you are. And then add all your life experiences, what you've learned, what you have failed at, what you've succeeded at, and all the lessons that you've learned along the way That's your gift to someone else. That's what you can share with others.
0: Because, you know, it's so true and so powerful. And people are probably hearing you, the people listening to this. And, of course, we're all human beings and we all have to walk the path of life with our own frailties. And a lot of people are going to hit you up with the... I'm not going to say condescension, but you know they're going to be a bit a bit incredulous, like, yeah, of course, purpose, yeah, it's nice it's a nice buzzword and everything, yeah, but a lot of people, how do you respond to that? you know, I'm not going to call them negative because when you don't know, you just don't know, so how do you how do you help them you know, just cross over that threshold of helping them understand, yes, you have an actual purpose, your gift will make room for you, but how do you help them along the way?
1: I bring them back to their childhood. I bring them back to a time where society wasn't cruel or harsh with them, when they weren't beaten down by other people's opinions or negative beliefs, when they were just happy to wake up in the morning and the sun was shining. Our purpose has always been there. It, it, it doesn't, It's not because we discovered in our 20s, 30s, 50s, or 60s that that's when it's happening. Our purpose has always been with us. And oftentimes when I speak to these people, I'm like, okay, when as far back as you can go, what is it that you enjoy doing? Mm -hmm. And some people were like, oh, I was a really good listener. Like my friends always said that when they had a problem, they would come to me and I would listen and I would help them solve it. And I said, okay, where else in your life has that come up? And then as they go through their journey they remember that when they were attentively listening to others, when they were helping them find a solution, that's where they felt connected. That's where they felt they were in the moment. And I'm like, okay, well, is maybe your purpose, and they could be having a job that has nothing to do with being a a good listener or solving problems. And I'm like, okay, do you see where in your life you could add more of that? And then we look at where they can add it and Inevitably, a hundred percent of the time, people come back to me and they said, you know, I added so and so a little bit more into my life and I feel so alive. I feel so connected. Some people it's, oh, I remember when I was a kid and, you know, I grew up in a household where my parents fought a lot and they screamed at each other a lot. And I always found myself going and painting. And to me, it was the perfect escape. But as I grew up, people told me that I wouldn't make money as an artist or un- artists are poor and I was going nice. to live out in the street. And and so, you know, I, I, I became an accountant and I never touched a paintbrush again in my life. And I think that this whole purpose thing is BS. And I said, wow. okay, how about... You go to the store, go to the dollar store, get a few paintbrushes, a few things of paint, and just start painting and see how you feel. And at first, some people will experience a lot of fear, a lot of negativity, because they feel it inside them that that's something they love, and part of them is upset that they've been... You know, they completely forgot about it. They pushed it aside and they've tried to bury it, but now it's coming all back up. But if they have the courage to persevere, if they have the courage to keep that paintbrush in their hand and every single day do a little bit more, they feel that connection again. And when you do that painting and you show it to other people and those people are like, wow, my God, that's beautiful. That's amazing. Maybe that person needed to see your painting to smile that day. And that was the greatest gift you could give them. Maybe that person that came to talk to you that day, because you're such a good listener, really needed to, felt, to feel heard that day. They needed someone to speak to, and that person happened to be you. And that's what I mean when I talk about purpose. Your purpose is not your job. It is not your pedigree. It is not the degree that you have. It is what you were specifically called to do, what you feel connected to, what you feel alive to when you do and fully present. That's your purpose,
0: are you guys taking notes because I am <laughs> but I wanna I want to piggyback on that one um yeah. again to speaking to those of us who are listening uh, mm-hmm. who hear you and who know that okay they probably lost themselves along the way and you know probably afraid to look inward and actually pick up that paintbrush yeah where does where did we where did um, I'm trying to cr- cr- phrase the question correctly. The reason we got to this point, that's where I wanted to go, because we get so defensive when you show up as our support system, as our coach, as that person Mm -hmm. to lean on in confidence and, you know, and support. When you show up to me telling me like, "Oh, okay, just try using a praying brush. I'm going to get so defensive because I refuse Mm -hmm. to admit that maybe just maybe it's my own fault that I probably neglected to feed that inner child. And it's a very scary thing for people to admit. And how can we deal with that, that insecurity, that fear, that admission that, you know what, it's our responsibility. We have to take ownership because you're very big about that. You're very big about accountability and how do we help them, you know, just deal Mm -hmm. with that insecurity?
1: I think accountability, you have to start small. I'm really big on it because I find a lot, not enough people realize how Detrimental it is to your success. And when I talk about success, I'm not just talking about financial success. I mean, Mm -hmm. success in terms of your happiness, your overall well-being, your, your fulfillment. If you don't take accountability for the decisions that you make, you will never reach your full potential. You will never fully know who you are and what you are capable of. So let's say, for example, you come to me and you're very upset that I'm talking about painting because you're like, no, I am done with painting. I was told my entire life that it was the worst thing I could do. You know, My father used to beat me every time that I used to paint. There's so much trauma around me even picking up a paintbrush. I'm not even going to consider it. So when I met with that much resistance, I don't resist back. I don't say, well, you know what? Just too bad. Just pick up the the stupid paintbrush. Wow. I, I don't say that. That that would be <laughs> that would be the worst thing to do. So I bring it back down to okay, what is the one step you feel you are capable of doing to get you closer? Is it maybe to go to a museum and look at other people's paintings? Would that make you feel a bit closer? Would it bring you comfort to talk to painters that have actually led very successful and fulfilling lives? Wow right? So you're not picking a paintbrush yourself, right? Because we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. We're not there yet. But what are the small steps that I can take right now? Can I go on social media and look at painters that I admire and just start a conversation with them and say, hey, I used to paint as a kid, but I stopped. How how did you do it? How do you like being a painter? Connect with people that have done what you would have wanted to do and just hear them out, if, you, if that's too much of a big step for you, go to a bookstore. Pick up a book on painting or artists or colors. It's You have to start small and you have to start where you are. And I think a lot of times we get a lot of fear and anxiety and stress because we look at something we want to do as this big, massive thing. Like you're supposed to paint the next Mona Lisa the first time you pick up a paintbrush. And that's not the point at all. The point is trying to reconnect you with who you are. And so where are you right now? Okay, right now I am afraid. I I don't want to pick up a a paintbrush. I'm traumatized by what happened to me in my childhood. Okay, so the first thing is, okay, do you want to know who you are? Are you willing to take that journey on? Because if you're not, then you're not there yet. And that's okay. And we'll talk some later time.
0: And that's okay.
1: And that's okay. That's perfectly okay. And I think that we, we have this thing in society where things have to be good or bad. But I like to think of things of good and bad. Things could be good and bad. It's a balance. It's a balance. And it's not because you're not ready yet that you won't be ready later. And there's no reason for you to be harsh on yourself. But you do have to decide. You have to decide, am I willing to take on the journey to discover who I am? Yes or no. It's a yes or no. It's not a maybe, it's not, it's a yes or no. If it's a yes, then the next question you have to ask yourself is okay, am I willing to be uncomfortable? Am I willing to face things that I don't want to face?
0: Uh, Okay. Right.
1: And then if the question there is no, that's fine. But you have to know that if you are unwilling to be uncomfortable, you're also unwilling to get different results in your life. And this is where accountability steps in. Accountability is about knowing that you always have a choice. You always, always have a choice. But choices come with consequences. They come with results. So if you're saying, I am not willing to be uncomfortable, perfectly okay, not good, not bad, perfectly fine. But But you'll, you'll, you'll get the results that go with not being uncomfortable. If you are willing to be uncomfortable, good, not good, not bad. It is what it is. You're going to be uncomfortable. You'll get a different result. You'll get a, a result that's going to get closer and closer to what it is that you want, or discovering who it is that you are.
0: Fear has such a powerful presence into onto the road of greatness, and you, those, and you know this as an entrepreneur and into your long career. Fear will always be there. You yeah. will not. The thing is, uh, this fear of flight, or as they like to call it, analysis paralysis. Yeah. So many people are withholding themselves from their own greatness and the fact that they need the bullet list, the bullet point list of every single step from A to Z towards like, okay, I need to know this is going to be okay. And you're telling me that, you know what? You don't, you're not supposed to know it all. You have to actually show up, yeah. take the leap, go through the door, and then that door's going to close and then you're going to deal with that door. But you right. have to show up. Yeah. Wow.
1: I'm not going to show you how to run a marathon on day one. Yeah, like I've been a competitive athlete, the the greatest part of my life. And uh, martial arts is probably my ultimate favorite sport. But I didn't start off as a black belt. You know, you you don't start off that way. And and your road in Kyokushinkai to go from white belt to black belt, there's a lot of fights. Like you have to endure a lot of pain and you have to face your fear. But they're not asking you to do what a black belt does on day one. And that's what people forget. You have to start where you are. And you, you may have the goal to get your black belt or whatever your goal is. And you want to keep that in mind, but you want to stay focused on what's the first step that you have to do and be accountable for that first step. And I think that a lot of people think that you have to take that first step when fear, there's no fear. And that's just not true because fear is always going to be there. And I remember who the great actor is that said this. Courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is taking action with fear.
0: With fear. With fear. That's so powerful.
1: Yeah. You're never going to step out of your comfort zone and be like, oh, this is super easy. I'm loving this. <laughs> you know, this is great. If you're saying this, you are still in your comfort zone, my friend. If everything's feels beautiful and dandy and you're loving it and you're not afraid, you're still in your comfort zone. It's when you start doubting and when you have that fear, now you know that you're outside your comfort zone. And again, bring yourself back to asking yourself Am I willing to step in fear? Am I willing to step outside of my comfort zone? I know this is hard. I know this is painful. I'm not liking this one bit, but man. I'm getting a little closer to the my goal. I'm getting a little closer to the result I'm looking for. So yeah, this is not comfortable, and it's a bit painful, and I'm pretty much I'm I'm pretty sure I'm going to fall flat on my face, but I'm going to go for it.
0: Anything worth having is worth fighting for. It's 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 true. Absolutely, it's true. If you didn't if you didn't have to struggle for it, what was the point? It's not about ego. It's about, you know what? You actually went through the process. You went through the grinder. You, you worked hard and you struggled. You went through the hustle. You went through the fights to actually okay. reach this black belt. It's like, what if, what would have happened if you went through the dojo? Like, hi. Oh, you want to go through a Kokushin Kai? Kushim Kai? Here, here's your black belt. Even hearing, even saying it, a lot of people hearing this is like, well, no, I'm guessing you have to go through some kind of process. Well, yes, you do. Yes, yeah. you do. Can you think of a time where? Um, you stepped over that threshold and you, you basically dominated your fear and thinking back about it in like two seconds, what was I afraid of? Can you, can you give us an example? Can you, can you think of something?
1: There's so many <laughs> people think, and, and I think that's, that's the mistake. People see others that have succeeded and I've heard it all. Oh, you're so lucky. Oh, but you come from a family of entrepreneurs. Oh, well, studying comes easy for you. You know, Oh, well, you went to law school, obviously, Wow, And I look at people and I'm like, are you kidding me?
0: And you still get that?
1: Oh, I get it all the time. I get it all the time. Oh, well, you know, you work with your dad and he was an entrepreneur and, and, you know, your grandparents were entrepreneurs. So, of course, you have it in you. And I'm like, no, I had to relearn everything at one point. And I, I, I can think back all the way back to when I was in high school and I was a mediocre student. Mediocre students. I had teachers. Tell me, Oof, like we don't know what's going to happen with you later on in life. Eesh. I had teachers actually not believe in me at all. And I had one great math teacher. She was amazing. And she believed in me. She was my math teacher. And I said, I remember I was sitting at the exam and I'm like, I know I'm failing this. And I did fail. I failed my, my SEC 5 last year of, of high school. I failed my math exam. I failed it. And I, I failed my whole math year, okay? And I have no shame in saying it. And I felt, thought that my life was done. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm just, I'm a failure. I'm, I'm, just, I'm the first one in my family to fail at, at, at school. And I was so afraid of what everybody else was going to think of me. And I decided to sign up to summer school. And I'm like, no, this this is not going to define me. This is not who I am. I am not a failure, and I don't care if everybody laughs at me. And I remember the first day of summer school; I was shaking inside. I was so embarrassed. But every step I took closer to the school, I'm like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna die! I'm so embarrassed! I'm gonna die! I'm so embarrassed!" And I kept going, and I kept telling people, "I'm gonna go to law school." And people were laughing at me. They're like, uh, you? "You do know you, you're you're in summer school, right? Like you do know, like people that come here, like they failed." <laughs> You're like, what do you say? You're gonna to go to law school? Like, I'm I'm gonna go to law school because my my dad made it very clear to me that I was gonna to go to law school, and I I loved him with an unconditional love, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna to go to law school. And here I am in summer school because I failed, and I'm I'm feeling like a total failure, and I'm still going through it. And I remember I'm sitting in class, and I'm not understanding a single thing that the teacher is saying, and I have tears going down my eyes because I'm not understanding what the teacher is saying. And I'm like, I, I'm I'm just not smart. And I'm like, no, I can do this. No, I can do this. No, I can do this. So when people tell me, oh, it's easy for you. I'm like, no, it's not easy for me. I but I will do it crying. I will do it shaking. I will do it even if I feel completely beaten up inside because I don't want to quit. I don't know how to quit. My father's always told me that. Never. The one thing I never want you to learn is how to quit. Wow. Never quit. And I stayed with that. And that's what I teach my clients. It does. I don't care if you failed seven times, every single time we're going to tweak it. We're going to work it a different way. You're going to be shaking. You're going to be crying. It's going to be painful, but we're going to get there and we're going to get you the results that you want. And we're going to get you to a level of fulfillment where you're like, yes, now I feel like I've made it. Wow. But you have to know that you might cry along the way. You might be in pain along the way, but you're still going to do it.
0: It's going to suck.
1: It's going to suck. And I mean, you asked me for an example on top of my head, and that's just one. But there are my oh, my so journey. Beautiful. My journey is filled with those. My journey is filled with moments where I felt like a complete and utter failure. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? Like, what is this? And I'm I'm crying and I'm like. I, I don't think I can continue this. And I'm like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. You're going to, you're, you know what, you're going to, you're going to be afraid and you're going to shake. And it's going to, I always say this, you're going to cry and you're going to shake and it's going to, it's going to hurt, but you have to keep going. That's
0: okay. That's okay. That's okay. Because it can't be all flowers and roses and, you know, like, you know, yellow brick rose all the time, because you know what, the journey the, the struggle is part of the journey. I've learned this along my own path, the fact that, you know what, you are going through go circumstances that, you know, most people are not going to want to talk about. You're probably going to be ashamed. You're probably going to. And again, I come from a very traditional background. I'm not in any way speaking ill will of my parents. They did a tremendous job. But you know what? It's up to you to take that baggage, to take those notions, to take, the, to take that knowledge. And you know what? Apply the best of your ability. And again, believe in yourself because it's going to suck. It is going to suck. Yeah, and I
1: think recently I read uh, the Sheikh of Dubai, who pretty much created the Dubai that that we all know of mm-hmm. now. And he said, my great-grandfather rode a camel. My grandfather rode a camel. My father rode a camel. I drive a Mercedes. My son drives a Land Rover. My grandson drive will probably drive a Land Rover. But my great-grandson, he'll be riding a camel. Because hard times create strong men and easy times create weak men mm. and we forget we want the easy times to make us strong and we want the easy times to make us successful and fulfilled it's a cycle it's, but, a, cycle. Yeah, it's a cycle and it, it doesn't get easier it's just the challenges are different As you go along your journey, people tell me all the time, Oh, I can't wait until I'm here in my journey, so I don't have to do XYZ. And I'm like, I'm like, my friend, you you may not have to do XYZ, but you'll have to do A (laughs) B C. You know what I mean? You'll have to do something else. And the moment you say, I don't want to do this anymore, I don't, I don't want to push anymore. I don't want to try anymore. When you become complacent. Oh. That's when you start losing that sense of fulfillment, comfort zone, comfort zone. And I tell this to my clients all the time that have reached significant thresholds in their, their business, and their personal life. And they're like, oh, maybe I'll just go on cruise control now. And I'm like, so you do know that cruise control is another way of saying downhill, right? Yes. It's, it, it's just cruise control is downhill.
0: I love that about you're so, you're so direct say, and that's a lot of people would like, w- would consider, like, Oh, sugarcoating. And everything. No, you just yeah. say it like, okay, you're, you're a realist. You're a realist. That's what I love about yeah. you're a realist. You're factual. Like, listen, okay. You want to go that route, but just so you know, that's where it leads. I'm, j- I'm just saying, okay. Just, saying. just so we're clear. Yeah. Just so we're clear.
1: Just so we're clear. And it's funny that you say that, that I'm hard because when I say that I interview clients to work with me. And mm-hmm. the, the reason I say that is because I always tell people, I'm not a cheerleader coach. I will not sugarcoat things to make your journey easier. My only objective, my purpose is to empower you and bring you to your greatest self and to make the greatest leader out of you because I know that you have it in you and I know that you are capable of it and I will not get you there. If I sugarcoat things and I'm easy on you. And if you look at the greatest coaches, whether you're you know, a basketball fan, if you look at t- Tim Grover, who coached Kobe Bryant and Michael yeah. Jordan, and he talks in his books about like his book, Relentless and Winning. If you want hardcore truth, <laughs> this man delivers. This is true. And he's, he's coached the greatest of the greatest. And there's a reason why they were the greatest of the greatest. And he says, they weren't the best jumpers. They didn't have the greatest footwork. But what they have was a willingness to always show up, to always be their best, and to always prove to themselves that they deserve to be on that court. And that's all you need to succeed. You don't need a fancy pedigree. You don't need a fancy diploma from a university that's putting you hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. What you need is a willingness to show up every day, to make decisions, and to take action. That's all you need.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, You often talk about how you've dubbed, quote unquote, the love of your life. I know your father's no longer with us, but you often talk about the fact that, you know, dinner time in your house was Mm -hmm. something of an event because you weren't just talking about how was your day. There was like, you know, talk about business and psychology and the human condition, but yeah. along your message, something I've picked up is the fact that you're very big. Our purpose has to align with our values. And I'm just curious, thinking about your dad, what is the number one value that you believe that he left you as a legacy?
1: Just one? <laughs> I, I would yeah, say- Yes, so I'm
0: making it a little bit tricky for you.
1: <laughs> um, I think the number one value my dad had was integrity. Integrity. And that is the one thing he- embedded in me. And to me, integrity means your actions match your words. They have to correspond. And I think a lot of people say something, think something else and do something completely different.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: And then when there's a disconnect between those three, there's an unease in yourself. You're like, why, why don't I feel good? Well, it's because you're thinking one thing, you're saying another and you're doing something completely different. And when you have that, it's an ecosystem, right? What you think, what you say, and what you do, it's an ecosystem. And when that ecosystem works together, when everything is aligned, that's when you feel your best. That's when you feel you're within your purpose. But when you disalign something, like when you lie to someone or when you're thinking of something, but you're doing something else, you're like, I should really go for a jog tonight, like I—I I, I should. I told myself this morning when I woke up, I was gonna take, you know, twenty minutes to go for a jog tonight. Often, oh, I'm gonna sit in front of the TV. The whole time you're watching TV, you're gonna feel that tug, that pull, because you said something, you thought something, but you're doing something completely different. Right. And my dad had no tolerance for that, <laughs> like, like none, none. If I told him on. Monday morning that this weekend I was gonna help him rake the leaves, and I sh- like on Saturday I was not feeling well or whatever. He would just be staring at me. He's like, "Don't care, don't care that you're not feeling well." You have your word, I you gave me your word. You told me you were gonna do this, and he would tell me, "It actually has nothing to do with me. It's not that you told me something; it's that you said it for yourself." Mm-hmm. And I want you to know that you can always count on yourself to follow through on your own promises. And I think that that's where a lot of people fall short. They make big promises to themselves. They fall short. Then they feel shame and guilt. And then it starts affecting their, their self-worth and their self-esteem. And then it tumbles all the way back down. And then they have low self-confidence. Wow. And so what I tell people is, okay, if you lack confidence, if you lack self-esteem, if you do not believe you are worthy of your big goals and your big dreams, how about we start small? And when I mean small, I mean tiny small, which means what time are you supposed to wake up at in the morning? Okay. Let's say we want to add a 15 minute walk in the morning, just a walk. I'm not asking you to jog and I'm not asking you to walk. What time would you have to wake up at? Oh, I'd have to wake up at six o'clock. Perfect. What time do you wake up at now? 6:30. Perfect. We are going to wake up at 615. That's it. 650, 15 15 minutes, 15 minutes. You're going to do that every single day for 14 days. That's it. That's all you have to do. Don't even think about the walk right now. Mm -hmm. Like now we're not even there. 15 minutes. Every single morning you wake up at at 615, you've just proven to yourself that you can hold your own That you can keep your promise you make to yourself. You're being accountable. You are taking ownership of your decisions. Perfect. Now that you've got that down, what's the next step? Now the next step is the walk. And from there, we challenge and we take on bigger goals. That's how we build our self esteem and our confidence. Because when you know you can do the little things, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know you can do the big things.
0: It's a snowball effect.
1: It is exactly. People think they're going to, they're going to, they, are going to be successful when they do the big things no, no 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 my friend you're successful because you every single day you wake up and you do the little things you do the a
0: boring things. minimum
1: you do the boring things you wake up when you have to wake up every single day. no excuse my children are still very young they have nightmares i wake up three four sometimes five times a night i am still up at 4 30 in the morning even if i had four hours of sleep I am up at 430. Why? Because that is the routine I set for myself.
0: These are your standards.
1: These are my standards. And I refuse to lower my standards. And I refuse for people that are around me and that work with me to lower theirs. I do not allow you to lower your standard because I know you're too much of an amazing human being to have lower standards. You may not know what you are capable of, but I could see it in you. So I will not allow you to have lower standard than what you are capable of doing.
0: That is so powerful. And that really harkens back to a message you also like to give uh, for, to leaders. Because yeah. we often complain that, you know, our underlings or our employees, or our collaborators aren't, you know, putting in the work or giving us the result that we expect. But you like to bring it back towards ourselves. Like, are yeah. you showing up? Are yeah. you being the example? Are you being the leader you should be? And you pick the perfect example. Are you showing up on time? Yeah. Are you showing up on time? If you're just going about, you know, your boss pedestal, and I can show up whenever I want. You can't expect your employees to do the same. That you can't be taken seriously. Yeah. That's why we always go back to, you know, your favorite word, accountability, because yeah. you have to show up. You have to show up and be about it. It's not, it's not if, and, or buts. You just have to acknowledge the fact that you have a responsibility to yourself. And that's yeah. how it trickles down.
1: And I think you said it beautifully because it also ties into integrity. Yes. Because in- as we oh, as we said, integrity is you know thinking, doing, and saying something, and it all works together. But if I'm asking my employees to show up on time, but I'm not showing up on time, I'm completely out of integrity. Completely. I missed the boat on that one. So I always tell people that are in a position of leadership. And when I say in a position of leadership, that does not mean you're a C-suite or you're in a corner office. That means you have the capacity to impact or influence someone else. If you are in a position to impact or influence someone else, you are in a leadership position. And if you are in that position and you ask something of someone else, you better make sure that you do it tenfold before you ask anything of the sort to someone else. Because people hear you but they mostly see you. And if they see that you are someone, you show up on time, you are respectful to your colleagues. You listen attentively. You are not shy about sharing your failures and and your mishaps and your mistakes. The culture it creates, the trust that it creates with the people around, because they're like, okay, well, if my boss is that respectful, and that open. Then when he asks me to collaborate with my team, I know it comes from somewhere that I want to be like that too. I'm going to show him that I can collaborate with others, that I can show up as a leader too.
0: And you know what, you're just saying that it, uh, for some reason, you were just saying that, and I was just thinking about Tyler Perry, the producer, and I yes. was listening to an interview that he gave and he was like, why do you think that people, wh- where does your success come from? Like, well, how can you, how did you manage to be all this con- big conglomerate? So like, he talked about having the best people around him, but I bring around the best people and you were talking about your people's potential and your employees' potential. I can't, they know they're not going to get a pass with me because they know I can do their job. You know, sometimes when you look at your boss and you say like, yeah, like, you know, it's easy for you to say like, you know, I'd love to see you in my shoes. You can't tell him that because he's done it all. He's built it up from the ground up. I can do the cameras. I can do the, 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 the background. I can do everything. I can do the light. I can do it myself because I've done it, you know? So I'm going to help you. I'm going to assist you. Yes. I'm Tyler Perry, big Joe Schmo CEO, but yes, I understand the potential that can be done when you put your mind to it. That's why I really love what you said, but what I, wanted to, what I wanted to bring up, because this is something that, you know, people should not set aside, and I'm sure you agree, the people we have around us, because you talked about your father and the tremendous support that he gave, you talk about having the best people around you and how to elevate yeah. them, but a lot of times, and I've, I'm saying this because I've dealt with myself, whether it's relatives, whether it's friends, whether it's in relationships, whether in colleagues or work or anything, the people, yeah. the environment that we sustain, around us, whether through energy or actions or words, has dire consequences on our journey, doesn't it?
1: A hundred percent. No, a thousand percent. And I always tell people, and and, I mean, I, I could spend an entire episode just talking about this because I just coached a client exactly on this topic today. You have to remember, you always have the choice of who you surround yourself with. Okay? And here's what I mean by that. You don't choose your parents, you don't choose your siblings, and you don't choose your family. But the time that you have, seek out people whose life you enjoy, whose company you enjoy, who you could learn from. Because if you surround yourself, and I think it was John Maxwell, mm-hmm. the leadership uh, coach, that said, I "Love him." You are the sum of the five people you spend the most of your time with. And Jim Ron, who is the mentor to Darren Tony Hardy Robbins. and Tony Robbins and, and all those great success coach said, take the average income of the five people you hang around with. And that's that's going to reflect your average income. So if you're unhappy with the average income that you make, surround yourself with people that make more than your friends currently do. Cool. But what the message behind what Jim Ron said, and it's actually a proverb in the Bible. Tell me who your friends are. I'll tell you who you are. Um, the message is if you don't like your current situation right now, you don't like where you're at. Okay. Connect with people that have something that you admire, that you enjoy, that you can learn from, that you can like, when I started off as a coach, I knew nothing about coaching like zero. When somebody, yeah, yeah, when somebody introduced me to the idea of coaching, I was like, like when I was doing triathlons, like I'm going to coach somebody on swimming. Like <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know what that was. I'd had mentors my entire life, but I didn't know what a coach coach was. And so what's the, what, the, what was the first thing I did? I went on LinkedIn and I found a bunch of coaches. Most of them didn't want to talk to me because I guess they were afraid to spill their, their secret sauce. But the true amazing coaches that I still follow t- to this day were like, yeah, look sometime in my calendar. I'll be more than happy to talk with you. And I I started talking with them and then I surrounded myself with other coaches. And then that's how I grew and that's how I learned. And it's the same thing. If you're unhappy in in a part of your life, whether it's your marriage or your income or your friendships or your relationship with your children or your business, whatever it is, find people that have something for you to learn from. There you go. Raise the bar for yourself, but you also have to know how to set boundaries. You have to set boundaries for what's acceptable and what's not acceptable for you. So when other people look look at you and tell you like, who do you think you are going after those big goals? Who do you think you are wanting to be so successful? Why don't you just go back into your lane and be like the rest of us and do your nine to five and how dare you dream big dreams, right? A lot of people, a lot of people hear that. And I always tell them, When people say that, it has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with your dream. It has nothing to do with your goals. It has to do with the person that's telling you this. Because when you show up every day and you chase your dream, what you're telling other people is, hey, I'm nothing special. I'm just like you, which means that if you're not going for your dream, then you're lowering the bar on yourself. Then you're not showing up for yourself. And that is a very powerful statement that you're making. And people are afraid of that. Yes, they are. They don't want that. So it's not because they're mad at you or because they think less of you. And it's not because they want to bring you down. It's because they're afraid of bringing themselves up. They're afraid of looking at what they're missing out on in their own life. So I tell people, when people tell you that, remember, it has nothing to do with you. And you can tell them. I appreciate your concern. And I have told this to a lot of people my entire life. I appreciate your concern. Thank you. I'm all good. If I fail, it's only my back that I'm breaking. It's not yours. It's not but on you. It's not on you. But thank you. I appreciate the concern. And if you want, you can pray for me. You can you know, you you can go to church and pray for me. I truly appreciate that. But that's it.
0: Because right. I'm
1: not going to stop. That's it. That's you it. can't
0: carry the negativity with you. You can't carry the condescension with you because it's not going to be useful on your journey. You need the proper tools to see you forward. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like that because I want to bring that up because even because uh, I, I always mind myself as a mm-hmm. parent because yeah. I'm raising two individuals. because I understand I'm responsible for the lens with which they look out into the world. And I want to give them a, a lens of expect, not expectation, I mean, just dare to dream have the ambition, have the courage, have the audacity, because I don't want you to just go through life with insecurity and say like, maybe daddy, what should I do? No, my job is to convince you that you can do whatever the hell you want. Respecting others, be a person of integrity, be a person of truth, be a person of respect. Those are the best tools I can give you. But what you do with it, the best thing I can give you is understand that, you know what, I will not shower you or burden you with my insecurities. See, we all have our own path. And because people need to hear this because too often we have that great idea yeah. and then we go feed it to a negative person. Yeah. And then, you know, what we get back as change is doubt, insecurity, fear and like, oh, okay, I guess that was a bad idea. And I'm just like, and you just drop it. How many dreams die, you know, because yeah. of that very vicious cycle. And it's a shame, but thank you for bringing that up.
1: You're, you're welcome. And it brings back, I, I heard Bishop Jakes one day said, a giraffe does not ask, a turtle for the way home and it was because the the giraffe sees so far out, but the turtle poor little thing is just on the ground. It can't see what the giraffe sees. There you go. It's like, if you're a giraffe and you're seeing so far, don't ask a turtle what it's thinking of your journey or your path. And to, to your point, and this is a, a very true story and this has happened to me and it was one of my down moments. And I think your, your audience will be able to appreciate this. My father had just passed. I had just launched my new business. I felt like my whole world was crumbling around me. So much happened. I found out I was pregnant with our second. And everybody around me is telling me how selfish I am to start a business. People are like, why are you doing this? It's so incredibly selfish of you. Just either get a job or, you know, sell off your your dad's companies. It's just like, why are you starting a business? How incredibly selfish. And I had somebody very close to me that I love very dearly who said, you are the most incredibly selfish person I know to think, to put your own dream of being an entrepreneur ahead of your own family. Wow. And I remember that night putting my then 18 months old to bed and I was reading him a book. It was like a superhero book. And as I'm reading the book, I'm thinking, okay, here I am telling my son that if he wants to be an astronaut and he wants to fly to Mars, then that's okay. He should dream those dreams. He should dream to be an astronaut and fly to Mars and and do all those incredible things. But here I am being afraid of my own dream and taking other people's advice and feeling like they're right and I'm wrong. And going back to integrity and in, in my son's bed, I was like, no, I'm going to follow through on my dream. Either I'm going to stop reading superhero books to my son and I'm going to stop telling him that he can dream big dreams. Get real. Or I'm going to step up and I'm going to do it myself so that I'm not just reading him a story. I'm showing him the example. And that to me was acting out of integrity. That to me was like, yes. Now what I read to my son matches the actions that I'm willing to take every single day, no matter what anybody else says.
0: I celebrate you for that because yeah. it takes a lot of courage because a lot of people just go through their motions. Mm-hmm. We tell our kids, yeah, I can do anything. Yeah. You're super smart, baby. You're so bright. Oh, little princess. Oh, my little soldier is going to forge on. You're going to be president or whatsoever, Yeah, you know, but no, be safe. No, get off the ladder. No, it's like, be careful. No, go to sleep. No, you can't do that. Why would you want to do that? Like, what? It's like, really? You want to be a... No, no, listen. And, and I'm, I'm not saying this because I'm perfect because I, I do catch myself sometimes where the realist takes over. But I was a dreamer once and I realized that, you know, through these conversations with people such uh, so, so open-minded as yourself to realize that, you know what? There is a child inside of us and we were that innocent and we should not, you know, uh, again, burden them with our insecurities and we have a responsibility for the next generation it's uh it's a very powerful thing and people need to hear this because a lot of the people listening are probably in that especially with covid a lot of people have had to spend a lot of time with themselves looking inward and thinking of themselves like listen you know what what am i doing what is my purpose am i really doing what i am you know what my values are aligned with my internal being and yeah. these are questions that people need to ask themselves. And I thank you for, you know, just lifting the lid and, you know, putting a little bit of light, larger because it is foggy, it is scary, but yeah. we have to take the leap. And we have to, you know, connect with people such as yourself and, you know, open up to, you know, feeling a little bit wonky sometimes. We don't supposed to have all the, all the answers, but it's important yeah. to understand that it's okay. It's okay. And it's going to be okay with love, hope, and faith.
1: Man.
0: 100%. Man. Oh, it's such a powerful conversation. Always, I'm not going to keep you. I want to keep my promise, um, <laughs> but I always like again. I I only want to celebrate you. I want to celebrate you for yeah. everything that you're doing. Um, you know, there's mm-hmm. so many subjects we could have t- t- we should have touched on, but I really wanted people to hear it from you uh, because I've been a fan for a really long time. I admire you for yeah. everything that you do. I celebrate all the great success. You know, and uh, definitely, it's not the last of our conversation. I'll definitely, you know, you have a fan. and definitely going to okay. support you and show support in any which way I can. Um, but if, uh, the people want to connect with you on the interwebs, any particular places you can, we can direct them to,
1: uh, LinkedIn, you'll find, uh, I post almost daily on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. Instagram, or really the two places where you can get a little bit of that inspiration, that motivation, and that little bit of a, if I could say ass kicking (laughs) to, uh, to get you moving towards your results that you're looking for.
0: I will put all the links in the blog post. And the final question is kind of like an open, open forum type of thing. I always like to leave the floor up to the guests. All the spotlights are on you, but what I like to call the next step, you know, a call to action, a personal quote, a Bible verse, any particular wise words of wisdom, even from your dad, maybe. Where's his soul? That, you know, people can use as a next step waking up tomorrow towards the next level. Anything we can lead the listeners with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it, it actually is a quote from the Bible, but it's something that I that I've carried through since I was eight years old. And In the Bible, it says God only gives you the cross that you can bear. And so when you feel like things are really heavy and things are very difficult, I want all of your listeners to know that they have the resources they need to pull themselves out of it. Maybe you need to pick up the phone and call someone. Maybe you need to connect with someone on LinkedIn. Maybe you just need to sit and think and ask yourself the right questions. But I want you to know that whatever it is that you are going through, you also have the resources to get out of. And I think that's the most powerful message I could leave your audience with.
0: Thank you so much, guys. I am, I don't know if you are feeling it, but I am just filled with so much great energy. Eloise Gagnon, Like superstar executive coach. I had no idea what to say. I am like so giddy right now and so (laughs) thankful uh for this amazing exchange. I can't thank you enough. But again, it's an honor and a thrill. And as always, open invitation. Anytime you want to be back, it's a pleasure. My platform is open to you. And uh again, wishing you nothing but the best of success and ongoing blessings to you and yours.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Guys, as always, another episode of Waking the Awesome in the can. Be sure to, you know, just spread it all over the interwebs, the Apple Podcasts and the Google Podcasts of the links and stuff. And, the, you know, you, go, you you get it up to this point. Oh, the 150 plus episodes. Do I really need to say it? But again, guys, your reviews and support always help us keep the message going. As always, you know, I love you. Spend as much time as you can looking inward, celebrating yourself, because that's what we can use to actually move the energy and the greatness that is within you forward stay blessed stay safe and as always do stay awesome this has been another episode of the awaken the awesome podcast we always love to get your feedback so please do drop us a line via instagram facebook or email our email address awaken the at gmail.com do visit our official website at awaken the where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and incredible guests also if you haven't already